Okay, I have us on um, character and integrity, page 171. I had a student, Milan, who, uh, this is in photography, and she insisted on just watching for a few weeks and not doing anything. So she stood in the dark room and watched other people, and then she watched people take pictures. And she, you know, that's the way she learned. It was really neat. She knew exactly what she needed. Okay. Dark room is complicated, so I get it. What's complicated? The dark room. Oh. Okay. Page 171. The connections between character and integrity. The marriage of Psyche and Cupid takes place in heaven above our daily world. And this union, co union corresponds to our enlightenment or awakening. Like a wedding, this entry into the realm of delight is full of blossoms, sunlight, hope, and new understandings of our nature. And just as we hope that a wedding will bring a child into the world to carry the future, we hope that our new understanding will, provide, will prove fertile in this quest, we descend a second time and a third and more so that our awakeness can be returned to the earth where we were born and must live. At ground level, spirit and soul set up house in the place we call character. The interior architecture of character gives us unique shape, providing a vessel for the spiritual descent an ascent, like a family house that gains rooms and skylights and loses a porch and stairs <coughs> to the encroaching wisteria, character flows and alters during the course of a life. These changes are slow but real. Character as a container gives us the ability to tolerate the mortifications necessary for the growth of awareness and for creative work. <coughs> character gives us the strength to hold both spirit and soul in the same moment without identifying entirely identifying with either Trotty oh maybe you're muted you are yeah I know but <laughs> oh I'm what happened? You're good now. Yeah, but I lost you. Oh. So click on the icon, the blue icon with the camera. Okay. All right. But I need to get up. It doesn't move. It's frozen. You're still on 171. I'm on 172. That's where we are, 172. Oh, okay. So acting this integrity? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Acting this integrity is the way we work with and refine character. 
The root of the word integrity means whole or undivided. And so we think that in people's integrity, their intention is not split from its embodiment. Word and act do not differ. Their spiritual impulses and soul impulses connect and their life completes itself in the world. But we all have inner conflicts and so integrity must be something more complex than a lack of contradiction. That's quite interesting. Um, why, why do you see it interesting? Lack of contradiction. What would be the contradiction? I don't understand. I suppose it probably refers to inner conflicts in the same sentence. Oh, a lack of conflict. Yeah. Well. Lack of contradiction. They say, but we all have inner conflicts and so integrity must be something more complex than a lack of contradiction. But I'm thinking he's equating a contradiction with conflicts. Hmm. Well, contradiction probably is part of the conflicts. Yeah, because it does say integrity means whole or undivided. So if you would have those conflicts, then it would, it would contradict that, I would believe. Maybe we should read on. Okay. Okay. Integrity depends on our ability to set ourselves into the flow of life to descend when it is time, to weep when it is time, to rise up again in joy when it is time, to do things as in Ecclesiastes according to the season. The ability to harmonize with fate depends on curiosity, on an interest in discovery, in finding out what kind of time we are in. We develop our integrity by testing the situation are a method, whether public or private. In such a test, we do something and notice the consequences for ourselves and others. We are honest about those consequences and alter our future acts accordingly. In this way, integrity is realistic, grounded in the exploratory attitude we find also in research science, in the arts, and in meditation. This also means that there can be a danger in, uh, be danger in integrity, that we can be unhappy and still be close to our integrity. We can make mistakes and cause harm to ourselves and others, even though that is not our desire. Integrity thrusts us into the complications of being an individual in the great world.
inwardness and outwardness in character. Most spiritual traditions acknowledge the importance of character and integrity. Its radical power is often lost, though, if we bring to that work too great an emphasis on heroism and certainty. As we have seen, humility is a lesson spirit must learn is a message is a lesson spirit must learn over and over it is not natural to spirit's view in the magic flute even mozart a great lover of sensual beauty saw the inner work as a battle with the queen of the night and the seductions of matter <coughs> spiritual development has been variously described as rubbing stones together in a creek till they are smooth and round, as taking a bath to wash off delusions and impurities, even as going to the toilet in the sense of purging ourselves. But such metaphors offer only the spirit's most narrow view. The implication is that life is somehow a false promise, the interruption of something more crucial. And if only we can get rid of the body with its heartache, pleasures, and smells, and of the soul with its mortal yearning, then the eternal, eternal will shine through. I think that's why Socrates said it would be great to, if they kill him, because then he can start to see things clearly, because he won't have his body in the way. So we think that if we aren't tempted and we don't have, isn't that interesting? Mm. I don't know that it's true though. Yes, <laughs> I don't know either. It's your turn, Trotty. Yes, spirit needs a link to daily life, something less drastic than its periods of mortification and descent. Character receptive and enduring provides the necessary constancy. It welcomes the multitudinous life and gives us a platform to stand on so that we won't be overwhelmed. Without such a foundation, we can preach a thousand sermons pray for years, achieve ceremonial perfection, and learn the sacred books by heart. But alas, it all blows away in the wind. Every culture builds some of the functions of character into its external forms as a kind of exoskeleton for behavior. The rules that govern how we treat each other, the constraints all societies put on their members, these are part of an exterior container. The rigidity of this container relates to decisions a culture makes about tradition and innovation. Where tradition is foremost, the strength of the container is emphasized. Where we love adaptation and the new, the container is more permeable and elastic. Sometimes people who develop character by intense exposure to such, sometimes people can develop character 
by intense exposure to such external rules. Young men are often sent into the armed forces <coughs> to teach them discipline. And in some cultures, such as Thailand, monasteries have provided the same service. But large social movements to improve the character of the nation, such as the 1920s attempt at prohibition, are usually Puritan regressions. Projections merely of our own dark impulses into others. Fundamentalism leads to tyranny because it tries to avoid the uncertainties of inner development, referring every human action to a previously revealed creed, the dead bonds of spiritual revelation. Part of the tyranny seems to involve an intertemperate interest in improving and punishing others. And this passion, disguised as goodness, provides temporary relief from the confusion and remorse that belongs with every life. Yet such thinking, so happy to attack the little sins, creates its own evils. For this reason, it is important to rest thinking about character away from funda fundamentalists. Character development, on the other hand, evolves slowly from within and brings with it relief and an experience seasoned amusement about human flaws. It provides a gate for the spirit's boundlessness to appear in the soul's realm. Setting the container. Everything new needs to be held, needs a place into which it can be born. Copper requires great smelting pots to bring it out of the ore. A garden has a fence to keep out deer. The unborn child has the womb. The inner life, too, needs a vessel, a maternal structure. Characterize this matrix. It slows the harsh winds and also holds energy in, shaping the growing awareness. To this vessel, we bring our swirling cells. It cannot completely... It cannot be completely sealed because we need to interact with life. We want it to be large enough to hold us, solid enough to bar the hostile winter sleep, penetrable enough for, the, for summer to enter with its bouncing light. The leaks have to be dealt with, but not entirely closed off. They cause pain and link us to the dark and that is their value. They allow the soul to enter. We can understand what character is by noticing this absence where the container of character <coughs> is not intact. We find pain that seems somehow unnecessary and repetitive. The executive procrastinates beyond the point when any decisions would have been better than none. The doctor takes painkillers when the problem is loneliness. The lawyer divorces her alcoholic husband and gets engaged to another man who drinks too much. Where character is structurally unsound, we do not seem to learn. We are terribly, glacially slow and despair of changing our ways. 
Our most interesting passions seem calculated to destroy us. And it is <coughs> as if there were a breach, a hole in the vessel of character, preventing it from holding whatever water we might pour in. We can eat and feel hunger immediately, be loved and stay lonely, be wealthy and feel the most desperate deprivation. Perhaps you remember the story of a woman who fell abruptly into the experience of emptiness. She went in to her teacher, burst into tears and told him, everything is gone, there is nothing left. Oh, good, said the teacher, but it wasn't good quite yet for her. Her tears were not of joy, and she was afraid. She was very new at meditation and had been chanting when her mind fell silent. The power of her innocent sincerity had led her beyond her readiness. Lacking a vessel, she did not yet have a way to hold her experience. She needed to wait, to have many ordinary dull hours of meditation in which to experience the bounds of herself before she could break those bounds. Another woman described the necessity of waiting this way. There was a point in my life where I wanted to forget everything I had learned. I used the word forget, but what I really wanted to do was absorb it, to let it sink in and not move on until I was ready. When we have set the container by our long familiar... Excuse me, oh, excuse me. When we have set the container by our long familiarity, with our inner awareness, we can hold the life that pours into us. We will have weight, fertility, and endurance. When we are unhappy, we're not impressed by our pain. When we are happy, we are not disoriented by our good fortune. We just follow the road that opens before us. And when it is time to die, we just die. Sometimes the greatest test of character appears when we face death. Here's a story from a meditation teacher that, that shows how the manner of a person's dying can be generous and steady, making a path for the generations come. When my grandfather was dying, I was 17. No one spoke much about it, perhaps not wanting to upset him. I saw him in his last day or so, and at first I was shocked by the stench and the skin hanging in folds from his big bones. But he wasn't shocked. He was in considerable pain, wasting away. The, and the smell of his body dissolving was much stronger than the scent of the summer flowers in the hospital room. But he was steady with death. He talked about he talked about it matter-of-factly. The necessity of his departure was part of the understanding he had with life. Yes, he said, the pain is very strong. I'm ready to die now. 
when it's time to die, we die. And when joy comes as we need an equal equanimity. The woman who spoke of forgetting everything she knew tells about the <coughs> rapprochement that came after the end of a beautiful but difficult love affair when the man's mother wrote her a warm letter. I just went immediately to do the dishes and remember saying, can my happiness withstand this dish and this? That day I was so happy, everything was usual, except I was a little more careful because my feet kept lifting off the ground. That was my only task to keep my feet on the ground. I really like that. <laughs> you like that? Yes. That's great. I'll, I'll wait for the feet lifting off the ground. <laughs> and that's like Flint saying, how simple can you let it be? Yeah, I know. But this, this is, uh, uh, I don't know, whimsical. <laughs> Integrity, to realize the world of emptiness may not be so difficult but it expressed the bare substance is hard. Jing going. To keep our feet on the ground is to find wholeness in our lives. We bring the spirit down into the world of soul to be embodied, to work, to be of benefit. At the same time, we go the other way too, bringing the world up towards spirit, Spirit ennobling the kitchen and the freeway. Integrity is active, a practice concerned with motion, connection, and struggle. It does not just go by rules. In the great silence, integrity listens for the true course. This means that integrity is slow. It allows us to feel the anxieties of events developing finding their shape. It does not rush through the time of growth and enjoys the moment before the task is complete. A practice is different from a skill because it changes us as well as the world. The tasks of integrity are not personal accoutrements like salmon fishing or speaking French with a Parisian accent. Many of us learn such skills without noticeable improvement <coughs> in character. Yet an ordinary skill such as fishing or speaking pure French, if learned as a practice, may itself become sacred work and help us to develop inwardly. When integrity is a practice, we develop interesting tasks from our circumstances. A man with a successful career in advertising went back to school in midlife because he had never really learned to read or write well. He could get by, but a learning disability had prevented him from succeeding when he was a boy. And as an adult, his disability made presentations difficult for him the subterfuge that was necessary to hide his disability 
has itself become painful. His integrity was to notice and acknowledge this condition to himself and then to set out to change it. This meant sitting in classes with teenagers and refugees. It required the humility of admitting he belonged in the same situation as they. These steps becoming conscious of a painful condition, being willing to call it our own and then acting to change it are essential movements of integrity. In this way, the work of integrity requires the soul with its affinity for darkness and humbling and for acknowledging the pain in a situation. So, On the other hand- Wait, I wanna say something, just in terms of acknowledging the pain in the situation, that um, when, when Malen said that the dark room is complicated or something, um, I forgot all about that, you know, being in the dark room so much in my life. And I'm just wondering if I had, you know, if I had um, uh, been sympathetic to that, you know, as a teacher, that when you first enter the dark room, it's a complicated thing. First, you're not used to working in the dark. There's that. And then there's a number of steps and you have to do them in the right order. You know, and there's lots of things to think about. And and um, so that was neat that you said that, Milan, because I'd forgotten that it's complicated. You know, like anything we do, that, you know, we do it a lot. Mm -hmm. like even walking down the street is probably really, really complicated. But we do it so often, we forget about that. So um, thank you for saying that. No, thank you for saying there's also another thing and is that uh well at least for me when you go to the dark room uh you have so many expectations on the film that you're going to work and if you mess it up you lose you know all of what you did so there's also another factor uh to be concerned about doing things right thank you Okay, who's reading now? It's on me. On the other hand, as we age and gain power, it is dreadfully hard for us to keep our minds open and continue to learn. A spiritual teacher changed, trained thoroughly and became the director of a famous temple. It is a pleasant spot. And he has the eye of a painter. So the grounds and buildings are deeply satisfying to walk through. He is also charming and wise and untouched by the sort of scandals and conflicts that nearly all spiritual centers have been affected by. But there's something excessively pure about the place. Difficult to pin down. It isn't the Japanese swing to the roofs or the river view or the hardworking students. I think the odd factor is revealed in an event that happens again and again. The teacher attracts sincere, creative people who throw themselves into the spiritual work. Eventually, he has, to he has a talk with one of the talented ones about becoming a teacher in turn and joining the tradition. The chosen student 
feels suitably honored and prepares for the work. But within a few months, they have a fight about some of some laps of the students. The quarrel is so painful that the student leaves. The teacher is crestfallen for a while and then begins one more with the new student. And the course repeats itself over the next few years. The curiosity that integrity brings, we might say the interest in error and impurity that integrity brings is missed. In the pure shrine, nothing grows. Here we can see how integrity connects to character. This is one of those unhappy patterns that we repeat because inside us is a kind of hole that does not mend, though we become famous for other skills and wise in other ways. Also, we can see in this examination, we can see in this example that while integrity is an individual matter, it is not solely individual. Student and teacher <coughs> are, are both implicated in a pattern greater than their personal intentions, a kind of shared disability, which requires movement from both parties. Standing on stones. Integrity helps us to find our place in the world. This is, this is its durability, its irreducibility, its affinity with the stones that make up the earth's mantle. Integrity stands on the primal matter that we found through suffering. And because of its affinity with the stuff of the earth, it links us to our grandparents, the, the ones who are in the earth, and our grandchildren yet to come, whom the earth will produce like flowers. At ancient campsites in the Sierras, there are mortars hollowed in the bedrock for preparing food. Integrity remembers the people who shaped the rock long ago, remembers its affinity with the unbulgeable stones. Such recalcitrance does not necessarily follow what everyone follows. To go against the current is a typical practice of integrity, which might lead us to prepare for war when everyone is hoping for peace, to resist war when everyone is beating patriotic drums. This obdurate quality appears in the words of a woman who left a relationship of which everyone in her circle approved. I, want, I don't know that word. Let's, can we look it up? Sure. Okay. Obdurate, obdurate, unmoved by persuasion, pity, or temple, or tender um, feeling, stubborn, unyielding. Can you guys see this? No. I don't see the oh. definition. Stubbornly resistant to moral influences. So unmoved, stubborn. 
now. Um, when I was living with S, I had everything I might wish for. A cultured, literate, literate, sensitive millionaire. He smoothed many aspects of life for me, but I couldn't stay. I wanted someone who understood my passion for the spirit, and that was quite missing in him. It is not that he wouldn't have permitted my interests. He would have supported them, but it could never have worked on such terms. I'm still poor, and I struggle with my life. We are friends, S and I. And occasionally I get wistful, wistful letters, but I do not regress, regret my choice. In stubbornness, integrity does not care about wealth, fame, comfortable circumstances, or the advice of friends. We must choose a fate of our own. The woman didn't dwell on riches or even kindness. Not that wealth or kindness are to be slighted, but they were enough for her at that time. Ultimately, such stubbornness is a kind of confidence. I know someone, actually Trouty knows him too, but it's not important who he is, but he, he said he'd never take a vow because he wasn't sure whether he could keep it. So is, is that integrity? or misunderstanding vows? I wouldn't say uh, that it's misunderstanding the vows. You wouldn't say that? No. Do you think it's, it's integrity then? That I cannot say. Like someone who wouldn't get married because they didn't know if they could be faithful. No opinions. Okay. Who's reading? Me? I think it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I find most of the time when I ask, it's me. Integrity can keep <laughs> silence. Silent. Choosing to ignore what it ought to ignore. In this way, it protects us, insisting that we live in this moment, which we all have. One woman... <laughs> found out she was pregnant at the same time she, as she began to hemorrhage. She didn't lose the baby immediately, but it's clear that she would miscarry soon. There were medical reasons not to induce abortion, and so she was pregnant, but expecting the baby to die at any moment. She said, I can't go around not being pregnant. Each day I am pregnant until I am not. There is nothing to be done about such a condition. The woman remains inside her situation. And this is the course of courage. And we can see from her example how integrity, so obdurate from one point of view, is also based on letting go. The stubbornness is humble. We stand on rock. And what does the rock stand on? 
at the bottom of everything. The arms of emptiness support us, and integrity depends on this emphatic unsubstantiality, the strength of the invisible world. A woman continues to be pregnant until she is not. A meditator continues to practice, though she does not know what the outcome will be. The man with bone cancer is alive and present until he is dead. Things said and not said. Whenever we care about our connection to the invisible spiritual world, yet at the same time, we want to exist fully here in the soul's imperfect realm, our integrity comes into play. We attempt to bring inner and outer worlds into correspondence by making a choice and bearing the consequences. If we are all, if we are not all that we seem, we can put ourselves and others in a false position, and we must bear the consequences as we do it in small ways every day, and in large ways during times of war and crisis, when survival itself may depend on dishonesty. Still, when we cannot be honest about our nature, like the man who concealed his illiteracy, we always seem to feel this condition as a wound, a matter of concern for our integrity. The move toward candor about our inmost lives is a move toward authenticity, which can be a relief, but it is also a sacrifice. A learned business, businessman who was also homosexual described it this way. Coming out had, a conse had consequences for me. There have been many jobs I didn't get. When I first came out, I was a member of a yacht club and everyone who sailed there turned his back on me. I wanted people to talk to and so I went down to Castro in 18 and there were plenty of people who would talk to me there. After a while, I didn't go to the yacht club anymore. And my mother stopped being able to report my business successes to her bridge club. Most, most of the guys I went to college with are running large corporations now. And here I am helping people die of AIDS, doing everything from changing bedpans to raising funds for the new hospice. I'm insecure financially and sometimes depressed about it, but I'm happy with my life. I wouldn't change it for being president of a company. Here again, integrity is like a black stone in transient. It gives a ground to life through asserting a truth and suffering the consequences. <coughs> this man has lost money and its security by his choice and yet has gained in freedom, breathing the sharp, clear air of independence. For him to be authentic is a great thing and worth the cost. Similarly, dissidents in some countries will even will give even their lives to preserve their integrity and the future hope of freedom. I assume that he's referring to people who set themselves on fire.
we can see from this man's example that integrity, which stems from character, also alters character. We can lose integrity and weaken our character. If we go to the bar and drink whenever we are sad, then gradually we will stop being able to bear our sadness and stop being able to bear our happiness too. In a corporation, if we lie to our subordinates and never listen and give ourselves raises while asking for sacrifice from below, after a while, we will lie also at home and our children will fear us. Our children will fear us and will not want to sacrifice enough to learn what they must learn. The way we act when we are in difficulty is our answer to life's question. Who are you and what do you love? What we do then shapes our souls in the same way if we sacrifice and speak the truth when times are hard, others will see this and sacrifice in their turn. The regular practice of meditation. It's on me, it's on me Okay. <laughs> the regular practice of meditation is helpful in this process. When it is boring, we learn to endure the lack of interest we have in ourselves. When it is exciting, we learn to be still and allow our excitement. When it is unendurably sad, we learn that we do not have to endure. We just need to breathe and weep and laugh in the season while the grass pushes up out of the reddish gray dirt and the wind carries our thoughts away. In this fashion, integrity shifts character. The holes in the container diminish and we become more effective in working with the stuff of the world. Yeah, I just want to see what we have left on this chapter. <clears throat> we have quite a bit. Now, where did I start? Here. Should we stop here? That good? And yes, you are ten minute, yeah. ten minute. Um, what we do? Okay, so it's one eighty five, two oh five, and we'll come back at um, eight oh five. So who has integrity? I think we all do to to an extent. Need to work on it. <laughs> Crowdy, uh, I hope I won't, won't embarrass you, but you have an idea that you want to sell your house to good people. Right. And I, I'm that surprised me in that if, if I was anxious to sell a house, I'd just want to sell it. So does that, is that like integrity to you? I didn't think of it that way. Oh. I 
Well, because I suffered so long from my vicious neighbors, um, and uh, my my late husband made great sacrifice to pay off the house. Um, I just uh, feel that it's not right if it if I can prevent it to going to people who are just there for greed. Like the the last offer that probably was quite feasible to the realtor was um, from outside the state um, investors, and they of course they flip it then and it it's now it's especially this uh, our mayor who just recently actually emphasized that that would be really very good uh, for investors to come and buy houses to uh, make them into summer retreats or uh, whatever or Airbnbs when we don't have enough uh, housing for people here in Austin. So, I mean, we are in a really evil situation. Well, we sold our house in St. Louis to a woman who um, uh, teaches and runs a circus that inner city kids participate in and not only kids from here but kids also arab and jewish kids from israel i see oh. we were so she's a lovely woman so and that always gave us a good feeling mm -hmm. but if i'm not sure uh, after trying a year to sell it if we had gotten an offer from someone who wanted to flip it mm -hmm. we might very well have taken it but <laughs> But anyway, it was a nice bonus. How about yeah, you guys, it. Cody and Malen? Do you guys have integrity? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I always looked at integrity as like a noble thing, but this kind of sheds a different light on it. Mm. Can you say this, more? This lesson. Because like, especially being in the army, like one of the core values is integrity. And, you know, so basically be honest at all times and be where you need to be at all times. But then you have situations where you, I guess like you can feel like you're painted in the corner and, and you know, to, to get yourself out of trouble, you know, that's it. So it, it kind of goes both ways, I guess. It's mm. noble and not so noble. I like to be honest because I found that um, people can read it when you're not. And also, um, it just seems to work best. But we're involved with a situation where we can't find some papers that my father-in-law thinks we should be able to find. And his daughter, not Linda, but his other daughter um, is afraid to tell him. Mm. 
you know, that he'll feel that we've been sloppy or something. Um, that, but, you know, there's so many different ways of integrity, but that doesn't feel right to me. Because I want people to be honest, even though it might put them at risk, you know, or friendship at risk or something. But I'm not always, uh, there's things that I don't say because I'm afraid of the repercussions. So is that lacking in integrity? I don't know. How about you, Milan? Do you have integrity? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> but in this case, it's associated to practice, right? So the, the way the author um, explains integrity, it has to do with uh, like practice of life, like some kind of um, Dharma practice. You think it's different than integrity? Is it, how is it different? Something like Cody mentioned. Um, so if we talk about integrity, uh, in regular basis or we think about kind of a moral thing or ethical thing. And from what we read, I thought it was more, yeah, about um, a practice of developing who you are according to Dharma or something like that. Mm -hmm. Spiritual. So basically be true to yourself, regardless of if you're good or bad, is integrity. Yeah, like this example about the man that were gay and all that, and he stick to who he was, uh, probably giving up things that... Uh, yeah, like friendships, relationships, and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Money. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so good for survival, is it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was the realtor surprised, Trouty, when you said you didn't want to sell it to this person? <laughs> no, <laughs> because oh. I, I said that uh, I will have objection, objections uh, uh, over certain things. So, so she she responded, "Well, I I'm just obliged to let you know." I said, "Yes, of course." My uh, my rabbi, who's not a, you know who's passed away, but he used he talked to us about how sometimes temples have a problem where someone wants to give them <coughs> a lot of money, but they earn the money through, you know, not so nice means. And mm. should, should the temple take the money mm. as a donation and that this is a dilemma for temples. Mm. Well, there was a mention about a church here too, right? In our reading today. That that what was the Epstein guy who 
hung himself in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave tremendous amounts of money, I guess, to universities. But they discovered uh, maybe later, I don't know. Mm. Okay, um, there's a phrase about probably what you said about saying things or keeping silence. There is a paragraph that says, integrity can keep silent, choosing to ignore what is ought to ignore. So could it be related to what you mentioned about sometimes not saying things because of consequences? Yeah. Uh, for me, yes. Yeah. So I wrote just questions. I'll just read them. How does integrity coincide with Zen? What is the relationship of integrity and character? How is integrity taught? Do I have integrity? What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What to do when somebody doesn't have integrity? Is integrity ever a shortcoming? What is the connection of trust and integrity? Can you fake integrity? How can you tell if a stranger has integrity? So I'll have all the answers next week. <laughs> Are you sending it out to us? What? Are you sending your questions to us? No. To answer for next week? No. We couldn't, we couldn't, I would not be able to remember all of them. Oh. And I had a few yes and no. <laughs> Well, I don't think anyone would criticize you for not having integrity, Trotty. I, I don't know. I, I never thought of it, whether anybody would criticize me for that or, or whether I have integrity or don't have or have holes in it or whatever. <laughs> Okay, should we uh, end here? Yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Have a great day. I mean, week, month, life. <laughs> Not only a week, okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank Bye. you for coming. You're welcome. Sure. Thank you.